Hey, this is Adam. And Matt. And here's what's coming up on this week's CarCast. Do you get anything from Leno? The only car that, that Jay uh, has loaned to us so far is a steam car that was built in the early 70s in yeah. San Diego for a... Oh, that! For, the thing that looks like a Vega or something? Yeah, for an air quality management district project, and uh, that he, he didn't want to put the uh, effort and time into getting it running, you know how 1970s steam uh-huh. cars can be, sure. and decided... <laughs> we all remember. It takes him 45 minutes to start one of those things anyway <laughs> when they do run. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to take about <laughs> a few months to start this one. It's, yeah. it, it needs a lot. Yeah, that's the one, I don't know if it's silver or blue or something. I, there's one that looks like a Vega. That's the one you're thinking of. Listen for free through iTunes, the free Adam Carolla app, or visit acecarcast.com. Listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen, your new best friend, and welcome to an exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. My guests today are YouTuber Shane Dawson. Hello, Shane. Hello, very excited to have a friend. Well, maybe best it'll lead. Yeah, I know. This, I'm, I, it's a BFF, it's not just an F. BFFL? Is that what it? What is the L? Oh my God, you know more about friendship than I do. I mean, where do I start? Best friends for life. Okay. Yeah. In my day, we just did forever, but uh, you're taking it to a whole new Listen, sort of is... hardcore place. <laughs> it's a real metaphysical thing whether forever and for life are the same thing or different things. And, yeah. and on the show today, we have Dustin Goot. Hello. Business school guy. Old friend of mine. I don't know how. To, see, he's a YouTuber. What right, are that you? Was, that was the most underwhelming like <laughs> set you of attributes to, your, to put after you, me. I know I did it to guy myself. Guy who bikes a lot and has a whole biking outfit. You could I don't have just know. said old friend of the show, which I am. Oh I yeah, think that that's would have better. Been. Let's do that again. YouTuber Shane Dawson and old friend of the show Dustin Goot. You've ruined it already. And then we have producer Gary. What's up, everyone? Hello. So, I want to tell you guys before we start that you can see all of this, all of this live at UCB Theater on May 24th. We are now doing live Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcasts. I don't know why I enjoy S's today. I just do. TS, really. S. S- no, STS is really what I like. Um, and the guest will be Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, <laughs> for more info, go to AllisonRosen.com. Okay, so YouTuber Shane Dawson. Yes, uh, by the way, BFL is actually less of a commitment than Best Friends Forever. So, y- really? So, you feel like life is going to be shorter than forever? Because forever yeah. is infinite? Yeah. Forever, after you die, you're still best friends. I'm not that committed. Right, you're just committed for one Keeping your afterlife of- open. <laughs> I, exactly. I think that's wise. <laughs> I think it is as well. Um, so let's talk about how you got to be... You, well, you have the fifth most subscribed channel on YouTube. Forbes said you're the 25th most famous web celebrity or web celebrity, as some people would say. 
And I feel like you have a zillion other accolades. Yes, I'm right under the fat black woman who falls on a table. Are you really? <laughs> it's a very, Congratulations. very competitive market, <laughs> this YouTube. Who was number one? Oh, crap. I don't remember. Actually, I feel like it was Ashton Kutcher for some reason, because I guess he thinks he owns the internet for some reason. Right. Because of Twitter. And you have a zillion Twitter followers. Like, how did you... How did you become a quote-unquote YouTuber? And do you even use that term? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a good term for what I do. I don't consider myself like <laughs> filmmaker, actor, <laughs> pioneer. No, I make YouTube videos. And um, I started just at a shitty job I hated. Am I I'm allowed to cuss Yeah, oh, please. Fuck um, yes. Oh, Greatest part of the show. Thank God. <laughs> a fucking shitty, terrible job at Jenny Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing it just during lunch breaks and on the side just to do something interesting and then it kind of started and what was the first video you made um first video i made was just some shitty video of me talking about my day and i don't even think it's still on youtube anymore it was terrible i don't know why people watch me those all like my first 25 videos were terrible and my new ones are okay (laughs) (laughs) so self-effacing um in those first 25, were you doing the different characters? Uh, no, I started doing characters later on. Um, and uh, in the beginning, I was just talking about my life. And uh, people started commenting, this is really boring. So <laughs> I started putting wigs on. I see. So. Well, I, I have a question. Coming back to what you are, I noticed Allison uh, has gone with YouTuber versus YouTube celebrity, which I also hear. <laughs> I, wa- I, I, wonder- have, I, just, I don't have the time. Well, true, <laughs> true. But I wonder your feelings on. I'm get you're so self-effacing. I'm guessing you wouldn't call yourself a YouTube celebrity, but I'm sure people have called you that. How do you feel? Uh, what is your disposition towards that term? Here's the way I look at it. Um, you know, more people know who Polly Shore or like any random celebrity. More people know who that person is than people know who the number one YouTuber in the world is. So, like, calling it a celebrity is, I don't know, kind of ridiculous. But when when did you notice that people were really starting to watch you and starting to relate to you? Um, Probably about six months into it. uh, I started getting comments from all these kids who were saying that they uh, had really shitty lives and this was kind of taking them away for a few minutes. And I started thinking, wow, does this actually, like, affect people? Do they actually feel connected? And if so, that's cool. So I started doing more connective videos where I was talking directly to them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Have you always been really honest in your videos? Yeah, I've always, I mean, in real life too, I'm, I'm just, I don't really have a filter. So I thought there wasn't many people on YouTube at the time that were saying whatever they felt and not censoring themselves. And, and I thought that was kind of a cool way to go. Cause I have to say I was watching, I think it was high school drama today and there's just so much heart in what you're doing. It's really funny, but you're so vulnerable and open. And I imagine that that is what people are connecting to. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody that watches me, well, I think everybody in general has things that they're sensitive about. And, uh, you know, I talk about all of my problems and I have a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to relate to. And, uh, you know, I think they, they, they like that. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in, oh, that's a weird sound, Gary. Do you hear that? Do you think it's my channel. phone? Is my phone no, fucking things up? I don't think it is. Uh, is it on silent? Because I keep hearing this digital cricket type thing every like ninety seconds. You guys aren't hearing that? Mm-hmm. We haven't been getting. Nobody that. ever calls me. Okay. 
But it was just like someone turned on like uh, beach sounds. Yeah, that like, was uh, yes. That was me. That was that was sorry. That was my. Mistake. It was nice though. Uh, yeah, it was like it was like time to go to bed on the show. <laughs> the the soothing uh, background. It was. was. Except okay. <laughs> But would that really put you to sleep? Because those <laughs> those soothing background noise things to me actually just agitate me. Yeah, me too. Well, it's it's annoying because you hear this beautiful Hawaiian beach, and you're you know I'm laying in my shitty <laughs> bedroom with all my animals, and I'm like, man, I really wish I was on a beach right now. And then I can't stop thinking about that. You mean you don't live in a YouTube celebrity mansion? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what we were expecting. With all the other YouTubers, yes, like the it's real like, world. Oh my god. Oh, I'm surprised that hasn't become a web uh, reality series. Well, I just yeah. see it as like an alternate universe. Like you, you live by like not the real beach, but like the YouTube beach. It's like it's like <laughs> a, it's like a sandbar on the LA River or something. <laughs> oh my god! No, I think most YouTubers don't. Sla- you know, they never leave the house really, and they don't really do well with people because they're used to just talking to a computer. So I don't know how throwing them all in a house would do. Oh, that's interesting. Are you an introvert? No, I don't know. I love people. But do you love them from behind your computer screen? Because I love them from behind an array of things such as a microphone or Twitter <laughs> or a camera or um, – yeah, that's pretty much my main my main tools of uh, bonding. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I hate a lot of people, but <laughs> – don't get me started. But I don't know. I think it's – it gets kind of depressing sometimes seeing all the comments and stuff and being like, man, I wish I could actually hear an audience telling me what they think of my, my stuff You know, once in a while. You don't feel like you're getting an accurate read on what they think? Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. It's like I put a video out and people say if they like it or not, but it'd be so much cooler to put a video out and hear like, you know, an right. audience laugh at the certain Sounds like right. someone's fishing for an invitation to the live Allison <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're working on um, – OK, and done, yes, but you're working on a TV show, right? Um. Right now, uh, a movie. So oh, that's that's like a TV show, but longer and on a larger screen. <laughs> Yikes! That's exciting. Yeah. Well, I thought about TV and stuff, and um, and I don't know. I think a movie is a lot more freedom. I can direct it and do what I want to do. And obviously, it's going to be independent, low budget. I'm not trying to, you know, get it to theaters right away. But I just want to try something longer and, and see what happens. And what's it going to be about? Honestly, I I think it's going to be a horror horror. I'm the worst at that word. Horror? Well, I say horror, but some people say horror. Like horror. My dad would say horror. And he also says orange. <laughs> and sometimes he says wooda for water. He's from Brooklyn originally. And he says donkey, which you've heard us talk. So you listen to the Adam Carolla show. I'm yeah. sure you've heard this whole is it donkey or donkey thing. Yes. Because like four people in the universe say donkey. <laughs> but they say it a lot. Dustin looks disgusted. I'm and dismayed. By I know. That. And you've met my dad. Not even a debate. Did you does he seem like someone who would we say did, donkey? We didn't talk about donkeys though, or donkeys. Donkey. I think it is the only thing I could think is that well, people say monkey, not monkey. But that's how yeah. you're actually supposed to say monkey. I know. It's really well, yeah, curious. Who made that up? Like why can't you say monkey? I mean you could, but <laughs> then we talk about you right as a coda to donkey. <laughs> so horror, you have trouble with that word. Ho- horror, uh, yeah, like a horror. Com- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, it does trip it. off your tongue. A horror comedy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, those are my two favorite genres. So I want to try to do something different and do something scary and funny, and hopefully it works. Are you going to be doing all the different characters? And do you have a favorite? Oh, oh my God. The questions are coming fast and furious. Do you have a favorite character that you do? Um, 
I mean, I have a couple favorites. I think right now it's probably either my Jewish character who's like a crazy aunt or my Paris Hilton character who isn't anything like Paris Hilton. It's <laughs> I've taken it to a whole new level. <laughs> um, so those are probably my two favorites. And when you set out to make a video, like how – what's the process? How long does it take? And I think it's interesting what you just said about how you don't really leave your house. And I imagine that's because you're editing a lot. Yeah. I mean I – I leave my house to write because it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of distractions at home. So I was actually writing in the car in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and I came up with some stuff. And no one broke in while you were in there? (laughs) No one tried to kill me, which, you know, would have made for an interesting video. Um, Or I go to like Denny's or some random restaurant and just (laughs) take my laptop and look like a crazy person. Because when you're home and you try to write, what happens? I mean, there's always something. There's always... Um, I live with my family, so there's always something going on. My mom, my brother, his fiance are 25 billion animals. So there's always some kind of Commotion chaos. or menagerie. What kind of animals? Uh, three dogs, two cats. And the dogs are all crippled or handicapped or they have some form of disease that forces them to go to therapy. So there's always <laughs> I have really bad luck with animals. And they're loud. Wait, did you adopt them broken? <laughs> Here's the problem. This is okay. You know how people say. Do you open your heart to needy animals or are they just, or do you have animal Munchausen? Uh, well, okay. Here's the problem. You know how people say never buy puppies at a puppy store? Yes. And you're saying, I know that's terrible. Puppy mills are terrible. Well, I still did. And I still went to the puppy store because I wanted the certain puppy. Right. And they're so cute. And someone adorable. has to buy them. Oh, and they're so sad in their little cages. So I bought three from the, these puppy stores at different times, and each one is completely fucked up. And I have diseases and problems, and one was born half male, half female. They all have problems. You have a hermaphrodite dog? <laughs> I think that's what's wrong with, with my golden retriever. Uh, my mom just thinks he's gay, but I think – I see a hint of a penis there. I've, I've looked. <laughs> I've investigated. What's his, her name? Charlie. So I picked one of those, you know, could be cute for a girl name. Right. That's smart. Which gender does Charlie identify with? <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely a woman. He, I mean, he has a penis, but I think he's definitely a woman. Or is he a man? I don't know. Wait, but he has external male dog. It's funny that this is the thing I'm really going to spend 20 yeah. minutes discussing. <laughs> but Charlie has external male dog genitalia, is what you're saying? Yes. I mean, nobody's ever really fished and looked into it. I have. And he's very hairy, but there's <laughs> – I feel like there's bull. I feel like he's a woman. And I love him. Him, her. Sure, him. Where's the female aspect of this dog coming from, though, other it's, than it just It seems a vibe. like a vet could have cleared this up. <laughs> I know. Could slash would have. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm sure a vet did, and I'm sure my mom knows about it or, or what. I just don't. You don't need to know. Need you to love know. Charlie for the dog that she him or her is. Yes. Sort of. That's interesting. Okay. So you had a bad experience with buying puppies from pet stores. Because I, too, have always wondered what the what – the, I mean, I know why you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't give money to that industry and it's mm-hmm. bad and I've heard all that. Um, but I always thought, well, but, you know, really why? But now we know. They're all you get broken. fucked up dogs. I know. And it like, but then again, adopting a dog, there's a reason the dog is in the pound, right? It rips mm-hmm. somebody open or it's missing an ear. So eh, listen, all dogs are r- broken. Yeah. But, but on the health thing, the, uh, 
you know that I did this uh, story one oh, yes. time researching uh, the thoroughbred horse uh, horse racing industry, and like thoroughbred or purebred is like is the same thing as inbred. It's just it's just a polite way of uh, putting it, or like a more acceptable way of putting it when it's you know this industry that you're trying to create businesses around because no one would want to see like the inbred horse racing association. I would. Well, I would too, but um, I would too. <laughs> Uh, but really, that's what it means. It means that it's like a particular strain, meaning that everyone was descended from, you know, uh, from the same family or small set of families. And then the, the way they were kept pure is that it, every, you know, those families were just bred together over and over and over. Um, so dogs, horses, it's, it's all that. And then eventually they, they break down because, you know. Jeez. Did you watch some kind of disgusting horse sex act? I I, I <laughs> Shane, this is to Shane. Oh my god, I just got so excited. Have you guys ever heard of Mr. Hands? No. No. Get ready. <laughs> what is that? Uh, well, for, it's the guy who died because he had a horse fuck him on camera. How have you not seen? Really? You guys I, are the internet. You should know this. I know. I'm. I'm I don't know what to say. Well, for look myself. it up. Um, I'd rather not. <laughs> well, he he has sex with a horse, and it's terrifying and then afterwards like sad music plays and the the subtitles say he died um and they made a documentary about all these horse fuckers who live in i don't want to be stereotypical i feel like it's appalachia somewhere like that okay and um but no it's this really dramatic documentary about people who love horses that much too much he died of internal uh, injuries i think yeah i guess the horse dick um just crushed his insides not surprisingly oh what did he look like <laughs> Actually, not no, the, the horse. I, oh, the horse! <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my gosh, Gary oh my God, has pulled up him? a photo. Yeah, there they are. Is are, is that pre-coital? Is that in their pre-coital <laughs> position? Because the dog is like. Uh, has its hooves resting on his shoulders. Yeah, let, let me tell you from my experience <laughs> witnessing dog, horses having horse, sex, I mean. uh, there's no way that, that that's clearly a doctored photo because oh, wow. a human couldn't hold up a horse no. like that. No, that's not how they had a, sex. In, yeah, in a mounting It was position. five guys that were um, holding this guy up and like spreading his legs and then the horse just ran into him. Oh, five guys? Yeah. What are they like? Horse fucking horse spotters. Horse, horse sex requires a lot of co- even horses having sex with each other. There were like there was a team of like three yeah. or four to uh, you know to help them mount and position mm-hmm. them. And there's there's one on the shaft mm-hmm. doing what to make sure that he doesn't miss. Yeah. It's the they put like the owner of the mayor pays like two hundred grand for the right uh, to be for his animal, his or her animal, to be inseminated. So. You know, they can't afford to have the horse miss, you know, be See, sloppy about it. Right. I would think if it's that expensive and brutal, why not just artificially inseminate? Well, that was part of what this whole story was about. It's That part of it is long and complicated, not okay. not worth getting into. I don't want to get into it then. Yeah. All I know is that if I were going to have sex and there were that many people trying to help guide <laughs> the action, I would be scared and I would get very dry, which I imagine she must. Is there some kind of equestrian yeah, to be KY? honest, the, the comfort of the mayor is really not a, a guiding uh, a guiding force in, uh, in the horse industry. breeding industry. <laughs> this brings us right into a segment that I would like to do. It's a brand new segment, and Gary does not think it's a good idea, so I would like to solicit the opinion of my listeners after I do it. It's called, Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. 
And I think you can imagine what it's going to be about. We really need a song. If we're we do really this. do. I know. <laughs> There's so much potential. I know. Where, where's Trap Dog with that? <laughs> can we come up with some kind of, um, let's see, on the fly, can we come up with a song yeah, I'm trying to, to think of in? an existing chorus that would work. I know. Well, how about cadence. I'll say hey, and then... Gary, you say go, and oh, then I bet Dustin, he'd do you it say, to "Hey, hey, you're the monkeys." Because "Hey, hey, go fuck yourself," or something like that. <laughs> maybe I feel like maybe we should just use that from now on. But in the meantime, I'll say "Hey," then Gary, you say "Go," and then Dustin, you say "Fuck," and then Shane, you say "Yourself." Okay. Is um, there a r- rhythm, or is this just a- just freestyle? Okay. Okay. Hey, go fuck yourself. Ooh, I like it. Okay. So to the guy who left the shitty iTunes comment and then signed it with Mazel Tov, you <laughs> anti-Semitic piece of shit, hey, go fuck yourself. And then also to the person who left the iTunes comment where you said that you had to shut off the episode, the Ricky Lindholm episode, because she and I were t- complaining about <laughs> casting associates, that's in quotes, uh, wanting our headshot and resume, and you couldn't even pick us out in a group at the zoo, which, first of all, why are we hanging out at the zoo trying to be recognized? You totally missed the point of what we were saying. I would never complain that someone at an audition is asking or or would need my headshot or resume. What we were talking about was for the longest time – I would you would bring your headshot and resume to an audition and then you would hand it to them and then they would say, oh, no, we're paperless now. The whole industry has been paperless now for a while. Um, So therefore, I haven't continually gotten prints of my headshot because those are always just emailed. However, all of a sudden, so I had like one left and then I got a call 15 minutes before an audition saying bring two copies of your headshot and two copies of your resume. And I felt like, hey, you can't just all of a sudden decide to change the rules of the industry. So to the person who completely missed my point, you are a moron. Go fuck yourself. Hey. Go. Fuck. Yourself. Nice. Does anyone need to tell anyone to fuck off? Uh. This I just thought it would be cathartic for me. <laughs> the reason Gary doesn't think I should do it is because obviously I spend too much time um, uh, like give, giving the haters power and reading the comments, and I care too much about it. Although I'm getting much better at it. I don't read it all anymore. Listen, but... Tina Fey gave a whole chapter to it. Yeah. Well, this is my chapter that I just gave to it. But anyway, I think Gary's concerned that it will encourage them. And I don't want to encourage them. I just want to tell I just want to tell a series of Oh. 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 Also, the people who have to let me know every motherfucking time I interrupted Adam. First of all, it's not like it's the first time he's going to say whatever it was he was going to say. Second of all, I have just as much right to speak as any motherfucker on that motherfucking stage, you fucknut. And he was stepping on my news. Ever think about that? Hey, go fuck yourself. Anyone else? Wow. <laughs> that was intense. That one was bad. Been building that, up for that a while. That one felt like yeah, it had been a little while coming. Yeah, that was a long time coming. Maybe this is the last time we do the segment. Maybe I won't have anything <laughs> left. I'm, I'd like to let you guys know I'm not usually this uh, angry. I'm a delightful, gentle person. Except sometimes I um, get upset. What now? You get. I mean, YouTube comments I find are some of the most uh, vitriolic. I haven't seen your comments, but how do you? What what kind of comments do you get? Um, I mean, they're pretty amazing. That like they're so uh, descriptive and graphic and 
just mean, but in you know, okay, here's the thing. If a comment said "fuck you," I'd be like, okay, and move yeah, but, on. Yeah, that's an easy one to take. Yeah. Like, shut up. But when a comment says, "This is the one that always got to me," it was like, "Hey, why doesn't MTV just give this guy a pilot so it can fail?" And I'm like, "That's so real. <laughs> that might happen." <laughs> like things that they really like. Oh my god. Or or hey, I know this guy used to be fat, but he still looks fat. Like things that they Uh-oh. like know. They know my, you know, career and weight. Yeah. My two weaknesses. Just yeah. like Chloe. Yeah, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so underappreciated. That was great. Thank you. You know. I'm, I'm appreciating it. Um, yeah, I think my weaknesses, and, and that's the thing is that I think both you and I have put our weaknesses out there. So mm-hmm. if someone wants to be an asshole, they know exactly where, yeah. how to hone in on that. Um, and here I'm going to share more. Mine is probably talking too much because being on a show with Adam Carolla, there are people who only want to hear Adam. Mm. Adam's not one of them. Adam obviously hired me because he wants me to talk, and he's never, ever asked me to talk less. If anything, the, in general, I should always be participating more. Um, so, But my concerns, I think, and I sort of think this is a potentially just it, – it's more of a female in the public eye concern. My concerns are talking too much and wait. Dustin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well. What are your uh, concerns? Let me say an easy solve for either of these is not being in the public eye. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's no. The only I will I will share with you a comment I got. I'm not going to give a full go fuck yourself to it, but um, uh, because it's uh, it would be towards my mom. That would be mean. But um, (laughs) so uh, it turns out that a lot of uh, my parents' friends um, listen to Adam's podcast and then listen to your podcast that they heard me on and then told my parents about it and. uh, they relayed that we were doing the thing, like the dating advice segment, mm-hmm. and um, they told my mom that, and and her comment was, "I don't know why she should be giving why he should be giving dating advice to anyone." <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Yeah, someone forwarded me an email, like so one of your mom's friends uh, sent an email to me where where he included that your mom had said that, so that was sweet. Oh, Karen. Go fuck yourself, mom. <laughs> it's your the, it's hey mom. Go fuck yourself. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. It's all right. So Shane, is it true that you lost 150 pounds? Yeah, that's insane and crazy. And congratulations, and how'd you do it? And tell me everything. Um, well, I stopped eating so much. <laughs> Shocker. Um, and I started uh, running on the treadmill. And I actually did. I hate to say this because I hate this company, but I did Jenny Craig. Mm-hmm. And I lost a lot of it from there. And uh, then I started working at Jenny Craig and I lost more of it. And then they fired me, so I hate them. But They but fired it, it you for work. making a video, right? Yeah. Well, they f- I made a video at work and they fired me and my mom, my brother, and like six other people that worked there. <laughs> wow. wow. That's like yeah. mafia. The style yeah. retaliation. <laughs> it's like not just you, but your whole family. Yeah. My, my, the best part is somebody asked me about this and I'm like, you know what? I was trying to like act all positive. I'm like, it was the best moment of my life because it made me focus on YouTube. And then somebody goes, but what about the other six people that got fired? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty sure half of them are dead now because they're very old. And the other half are, you know, I'm sure they're fine. Was everyone in the video? I mean, yeah. how could, okay, that's that's how they could take out all of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, a, I, honestly, this is a conspiracy, but I think Valerie Bertinelli got me fired do you know who that is do i okay. yes thank god one day at a time and also hot in cleveland is she oh that's yeah. right she's back yeah and she was married to van halen 
Ugh. And, and her she's kid's name is like Wolfie. Wolfie, yeah. Yikes. Um, short for Wolfgang or Wolfgang <laughs> if you're German. Um, but wait, she is she the spokesperson for Jenny Craig? She was no. at the time, okay. and she wrote this book called Losing It, which I honestly think is a pretty good title. I'll give yeah. her that. Um, and then the book was full of like all her crazy memories. It was an awesome book, but it was like chapter five coke and what it did to me and like every chapter started with i was so high on coke i don't even know whose dick i was sucking like they were that intense (laughs) and we were supposed to give these books to all of our clients for free and my clients were all 80 years old and over Mm -hmm. so these 80 year old women and i was like i should do a video where we all do readings from the book and have (laughs) clients read and have my my other consultants at jenny craig read and uh it was amazing i thought it was so funny and i thought valerie would have liked it i don't think she did and you think she's the one who ordered the hit? Well, because when they came down and fired us, I was like, "Come on, like I've lost so much weight and, and whatever. <laughs> oh, like, why would you fire me?" And they were like, "They were like, we can't say who, but somebody very, very important asked specifically for you to be fired first, and then to fire everybody else that made fun of the book." Wow. I was like, "Well, who could it have been, Valerie?" Oh, Valerie! I know, bitch. So you should have. We could have done uh, readings from the book here mm. in honor of uh, of the occasion. Oh. I don't want to get fired. Who knows how <laughs> far her tentacles reach? Oh, God. oh, watch out! She controls the world. So, okay, uh, deep question. But how do you think that affected you having had such a different body before? Um, it made me have uh, literally zero ego or confidence, mm-hmm. which is a problem sometimes. But <laughs> uh, it also made me really open and funny and not really caring about what other people think of me or all the mean comments. I don't even care because I'm like, that high school was worse than this. So I don't know. I think it was good. See, for me, because I also used to be um, a lot heavier. And for some reason, instead of making it so that now I am sort of immune to the comments Instead, I feel like when I get negative comments, it's like, oh, my God, it's happening again. That Mm. bullying or that name calling or that being seen a certain way, it's happening again. Um, I don't I don't know why that's how it feels, but it does. Yeah, I mean, it's still like it affects me if somebody like somebody now calls me fat, like it, it affects me. But I know on the inside, I'm like, well, I used to be like huge. So as long as I never get to that point again, I'm. I think I'll be fine. Are you conscious of your weight all the time now, though? I mean, because you're really skinny. Well, geez, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I I'm insane about it. Like I, I I can't. I'll gain weight so fucking fast that I can't even like look at the food that I love. I have to just eat chicken all day. Do you count calories or what do you do? No, I just eat chicken all day. I go to the same <laughs> restaurant every day and I get chicken, and then I literally go there three times a day. Do you want to say the name or do you not do that? Because that would be endorsed. Maybe not. Maybe we won't say the name. Well, I mean. Is it crazy? No, it's just it's. uh, Have you ever been to uh, Hugo's? Oh, no, no. You know what? I think um, I think I did an interview there a long time ago. So, yes, I have been there. The best part of that place, though, is that every, like, C-list celebrity goes there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So every time I go there three times a day. So I see at least two during the day. I saw the Kardashians there. Wow. Which ones? They're big. Not fat. They're big. They're like mammoth, huge people. They're all like eight feet tall. You can't tell on TV, but they're fucking huge. All I would, three of them. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. I would yeah, think I Courtney was that. little. No. Uh, 
She has a big face. Like, she's not... (laughs) Okay, the big face thing, though. Let's talk about the big face thing. Because I was recently staring at someone's big and moving face. And I was thinking, (laughs) Botox. I feel like Botox is blowing people's faces up. Now, maybe they actually have a large face structure under all that puffiness that's paralyzed. But I feel like Botox is adding an extra level of, like, puff. I think it's Coke. Okay. Don't you like don't like at, like Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live? She wasn't fat or anything, but her head was huge. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Amanda Bynes, like that's coke bloat. That's what I thought it was. Maybe. Um, I feel like Lindsay has had a lot of plastic surgery recently, though. Mm. And I feel like all those imp like like Heidi Montag. Whatever I've happened ma- to her? Oh my but, god! I'm, oh. Oh my god. Oh no, you go. I had. <laughs> this is my. This is like my only. Okay. How do I start? Okay, so basically I wanted Heidi Montag in a video Mm -hmm. and jokingly I tweeted her and I'm like, hey, let's do a video. And then she was like, let's let's meet for lunch. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, please. Tweet has its own voice. (laughs) But I know what you mean. She did tweet in that voice, I'm sure. So um, my favorite tweet, by the way, backtracking, her tweet that day was, thank God it's Friday. And everybody wrote back, you don't have a job. Anyways, so um, I met at this random Mexican restaurant in like the middle of Hollywood at like noon, which is, you know, way before I wake up. And (laughs) it's her and Spencer and they have like their own table and they were getting like wasted at like noon. It was the best day of my life. They are amazing. Yeah. What 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 are they like in person? What's um, he like? Really? Well, he, they were really, really nice. But there was a couple. I know. I hate that. I hate that. that. Yeah, but, it's too confusing. There was a couple <laughs> times. And I was like, whoa, these people are awesome. And then there's a couple moments where Spencer would be like, he'd be super nice. And then I would, I like was joking and I talked in a British accent. And then he was like, whoa, you're not like British, right? And I'm like, <laughs> no, why? And he's like, and Heidi's like. He really hates British people. Like, we, like, if he could kill them, he would. And, like, they both gave me this look, and I'm like, I'm not British. Oh my God, they're drunk, they're angry. Um, but she didn't end up doing the video. It really made me mad. Did you try to get her to? Yeah, she said yes. She said yes in the room at the oh. restaurant. She was like, totes, yeah, let's do the video. I'll do whatever you want. And then, like, never Spencer's responded. Spencer's like, you are not working with that limey. Oh. <laughs> Claiming oh, that he's not one. Oh my God. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So back to the question of how long does it take you to do a whole video and edit <laughs> and all that? People need to know. Oh, I mean, I it takes me like a, a I don't know. It's always different. Like writing it and then actually filming it and then actually editing it. It's probably like a whole week. Okay. Yeah. Because I ask because there's a lot of work that goes into them. Like they're they're very well done and obviously something that's not just slapped together. So that's why I was wondering someone who actually does all that versus what I do, which is like, hey, you guys, I'm going to talk into the camera. Okay, I'm going to put it up now. The whole thing took me 10 minutes. <laughs> like yours are, they're little movies. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I kind of, I set that bar of like, oh, I always have to make something narrative that has like nice camera work and whatever. And everything else on YouTube is, you know, homemade and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I wish I wouldn't have done this. The homemade stuff is so much easier. Um but, I mean, it's fun. I like to, to make stuff that's a little different and feels a little more put together. Mm-hmm. And how's the living at home? Um, well, I bought a house because I was trying to kind of save money and all taxes and all that boring reasons. Um, and I thought, you know what? It'll be fun. For the summer, this was last year, I'll live with my mom and my brother and the dogs and whatever. Now it's getting to a point where I'm like... Yeah, I'm 23, and people think I'm a loser because I'm living with my mom, and uh, it's getting a little. I kind of want to move out. A little yeah. close for comfort. A little too close. Just like that show. 
That was before your time. And Dustin, I feel like you grew up in a house where you had Swedish block toys and no television. It wasn't exactly like that, but I, I, I can't recall too close for comfort. Gary, you're a child. I, listeners, any listeners out there who know the show Too Close for Comfort, just be happy that I also know it. And what was together the we know it. I don't, oh, I don't remember. You'd think I would. I, that's the kind of thing I would remember. But off the top of my head, I don't. I feel like it was cheesy and slow and kind of. Twinkly. But I want to come back to uh, 23 and living at home. Is that that's honestly a reason for negative judgment? Because I'm 33 and like on the verge of being living at home again, <laughs> and I don't even feel that bad about it. Because I feel like there's there's loads of people I know close to my age who are you know either there or close to there. Uh, I mean. Uh, Allison did her stint I at did. home. I did. I did a tour uh, after, at home. After <laughs> moving to LA. Um, yeah. And I just thought that that was like increasingly what happened. I would assume that, uh, you know, 23 uh, year old people like know lots of people living at home and it's not a big deal. Um, I guess it's just a personal thing then. Or like a lot of comments like, geez, you still live with your mom. And, and I mean, it's like, yeah, but I. I bought the house myself. Right. Like, it's not like I'm, you You're know, more like one of these, <laughs> right. You're like one of these, um, like Miley Cyrus or Yikes. types. Well, she's not a good example, but you're, you're like a young starlet <laughs> who has invited your family to move in with you. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess a young starlet. You should make it clear that they moved like in Brittany with Murphy. You. Like Brittany Murphy. Yes. I mean, yes. It didn't turn out too well. It didn't, but she was one like that. And How I come everybody like... dies in a bathtub? This is a random side note. But she died in a bathtub, right? Yeah, Full Whitney of puke. Houston. Um, Whitney Houston died in a bathtub. Jim Morrison. Di- died in a bathtub. It's a lot of people. Why? I don't know, but it's a good thing I don't take baths. <laughs> I feel like that's the take home, the takeaway from that. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe if you're super messed up the bathtub seems like a place to go maybe it's a twisted like uh you know i don't want it to be too hard on my loved ones like like your death isn't gonna be hard on them but it's like you know less less muss and fuss if i'm in the bathtub already Um, i I don't know if that's the reason but you could see that going through someone's head but why would the bathtub be the place they would go because it's all you know. Whatever happens to them, it's all just contained there. Versus go right they, down the drain. If they flop down on a, on the floor, they could you know they could ruin the carpets. Mm. I guess. Yeah. I guess it'd be nice if your last thought was about cleanliness and <laughs> not, not creating Ending a big mess. <laughs> well, no, I feel like you sort of have a point because times where I felt like, uh oh, I'm going to throw up or something bad's going to happen. <laughs> from some end I do get myself to the bathroom because there you're covered because mm. if you're going to throw up or you're going to have explosive diarrhea mm. or who God knows what you can take care of it all right there bathroom is a great room for taking care of that taking care of business yeah Killing from yourself. whatever end there you go but these people didn't kill themselves I don't no. think I think Brittany Murphy vomited to death isn't that what they said that's terrible I shouldn't say she that. OD'd I, I don't know the speci- I don't recall the specifics, did I but I know that, that I thought she was found in a bathtub of vomit. I, I love mean, her, by the way. I don't think you could possibly vomit that much to like <laughs> fill the whole bathtub and drown yourself in. I mean, I she you know she Ugh. couldn't have. Yeah, I mean, at a certain doesn't point, doesn't seem physically possible. Yeah, I, I I can speak to this a little bit. <laughs> I, that sounds wrong, but at a certain point, it's not really vomit that's coming up anymore. 
it's just other fluids and mm. it's like foam and just all sorts of yeah. Well, they said she had food poisoning and she was dehydrated and on drugs and then she threw up and then choked on it. Ugh. I know. I did a lot of research. I was very upset when she died. Were you a fan of hers like Circa Clueless or later stuff? Thin, See, thin or chunky Brittany Murphy <laughs> is really my question. She's one of those people where I can't really name all the things she's been in. I just liked her. I don't really. I think she was in that weird movie with Dakota Fanning. Oh yes, where she, um, she was like a slutty nanny or something. Yeah, there was a pig in I, it. Was it. It wasn't Uptown Girls. Yes, was it? it was Uptown Girls. So yeah. I, like I've seen that on a plane. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you're into Brittany Murphy. Who else? Who else are the people you like? Oh, who are dead? <laughs> no, <laughs> alive. They can be alive. I just, you know, if you don't have anyone off the top of your head, that's okay. I don't, there's one person I kind of can't stand, and I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but. Am I the only person that doesn't really get Emma Stone? Are you a fan? I'm not. I, I don't have strong feelings either way about her. All right. I got into a fight about this last night because somebody said she's like the best actress in a long, long time. And I'm like, uh, it doesn't work I for don't you. know. She's kind of funny. Dustin, Emma Stone? I'm pretty much a fan, but I, I, I could see uh, coming to the opinion that she can be too much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Dustin. She's she's okay, but I don't think she's. I would have started a fight with somebody if they said she was the best actress to come along in quite a while as well, because mm-hmm. that's just I don't think that's true. Yeah, and I, the reason I like her isn't because of like her you know amazing acting ability. Like she's the next streep. She's you know she's just like she seems cute and down to earth. Like she'd be fun to talk to. I like her speech impediment. How do we feel about Michelle Williams? I didn't. Love her on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> now, she's come a long way, as have I. And I generally like her in, in everything now. And I think she's a, a really good actress. Um, but I feel like she's – her in interviews, she's so like just kind of – she looks like she hatched yesterday. Like she's so just wide-eyed and soft-spoken um, and that I want to like shake her and be like, come well, on. See, here's my thing with her. I feel like she milked the whole um, Heath Ledger's death thing to, <laughs> to look to, I mean, not deliberately oh necessarily, but, but to <laughs> seem know. like, like this, uh, you know, total. now. Milked <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, just uh, she allowed this perception to form that she was this uh, just, you know, Put no, upon noble, yeah, um, you know, just the most like decent and um, uh, oh, put, like saintly kind of. Yeah. yeah, that she just handled it with the, the utmost grace. grace. Um, and I mean, mostly that's the type of thing that people want to say about you when your husband dies. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily her fault, but she didn't also like do anything to like cut against the grain of that and so she i think she created this expectation for herself in terms of her image that she couldn't possibly live up to but i don't i don't think she ever you know i don't know what you would do to combat that but i think she should have done something and then i forget who it was but i like there was news that she started dating someone recently that was that was like younger than her or seemed kind of like you know like the stupid uh you know like Rebound. Just yeah, like miscellaneous celebrity pairing. Definitely not like a noble partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you know who I'm talking about? No, off the top of my head, no. Anyway, I want to say it's like Wilmer Valderrama, but it's not. <laughs> right, but, but someone but, on that order. Yeah, do you on, know? on that level. Is it Jason Siegel. Oh, Jason Siegel. Wow. There we go. Oh, so he's a yeah. I mean, he's. A, I don't he's, think he's he's no douche. He's not a douche, but he's like a this just a random goofy like dude that like in celebrity circles. She needs to laugh. Her husband with. died. Moment of silence. 
Okay, let's talk now. Okay. But still, I, I mean, the point is, like, there's going to be a moment where she, like, doesn't, uh, you know... Um, Read to Matilda every night. <laughs> right. Exactly. Doesn't demonstrate, like, utmost nobility and, yeah. um, you know, sort of... Uh, That's when we turn re- on Regalness her. of manner. And then... And then it, it's going to suck. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hard downfall for her. She might be retarded. Here's the thing. Like <laughs> I've seen when I was 12, I saw an interview. I was obsessed with Nicole Kidman when I was young. I don't know why. There's I can't believe there's anyone obsessed with Nicole Kidman. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, The Others or some movie she came out and I'm like, "She's the best actress ever, mom." And then I saw her on the Tonight Show and I stayed up to watch it and she was fucking retarded. And she was like, "Uh, uh, uh. like she had the wide <laughs> eyes. She didn't know what she was saying. And then Jay would say something. She's like, "Oh, Jay." And she'd cover her mouth and all his jokes were flying over her head and that's when i came to the real stuck in her hair not even a little bit (laughs) i think most actresses are retarded so when i see them in interviews michelle williams i'm like maybe she's just retarded maybe but i feel like you have to be sort of smart to be able to be an actress maybe i'm wrong no because you're just like you have to have no identity because well yes (laughs) no 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 no. i think you're onto something go with that okay i mean it sounds terrible but like i think it's easy to be an actor if like you you're dead inside because you can be somebody else but i still think you have to be able to take words on the page (laughs) and think how how do i make this sound like something that's coming out of a human or do you just think they have good direction I don't know. I mean, most have been doing it since they were kids. Yeah. So it's almost like riding a bike. Right. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that. And then you give them a math book and they're like, what? But you're you're good at acting and you don't seem dead inside. I'm retarded. Or are you acting (laughs) like you're dead, like you're not dead inside? I don't know. I don't think I'm an actor because I only do stuff that I write. It's not like I'm reading somebody else's lines and I'd be terrible at that. Okay. (laughs) Then we won't cast you in our thing that hasn't been created yet (laughs) I think it is time to do Just Me or Everyone Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done Is it just me or everyone Alright, people have tweeted in there Just Me or Everyone's or as Gary refers to them, JMO's, which I really like Uh, and if you want to tweet the show you can tweet at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F or you can tweet me at Allison Rosen and you can tweet Shane Dawson at Shane Dawson TV or just Shane Dawson? Uh, Just Shane Dawson. At Shane Dawson and you can tweet Dustin but he doesn't really read his Twitter so don't. But you could throw out your name. They can still do it. Yeah, what is it? (laughs) Just just don't be disappointed (laughs) utter lack of response. (laughs) There's a ringing endorsement. Is it at Dustin Goot or at D Goot? It's at Dustin Goot. Okay. Alrighty. OMG Kitties says um... Just me or everyone, imagining that a race car driver or CIA operative sees me on the freeway and thinks, wow, she can really drive. I love that. <laughs> I, love I that don't too. actually do that, but I can very much relate to that. Um, mostly doing karaoke and thinking, wait till people get a load of these pipes, which aren't that good. <laughs> what about you guys? Do you do the driving thing? No, I'm a terrible driver. Dustin, do you ever hope that someone sees you drive? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, well, you've seen my car, so it would be weird for me to think (laughs) that I'm like this, (laughs) this CIA master spy in a in a '98 Sentra. (laughs) I don't, I don't think the CIA has ever. They probably have used uh, those in like you know to be undercover in Eastern (laughs) Europe. It probably isn't fancy cars because you can't be undercover in cars like that. But I feel like no one would steal your car because they think it's a trap. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I have the occasional delusion of thinking I'm a more fantastic driver than I am. What was it when we were waiting for the valet to bring our cars back after that party that you and Daniel and I went to? <laughs> and he said, the, like, what kind of car he has? And then you told the valet guy, you're like, it's the blue one that's kind of shitty or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Gary? No, I, I can see where that comes from, but no. I don't want anyone to see me while I'm driving because chances are I'm speeding or I don't know. Okay. J. Chilcote, VA. J. Chilcote, I'm sorry, J. Says, is it just me or everyone when I see a striped sheets or comforter on a bed, they need to be vertical long ways, not horizontal. And then she put hashtag fat bed, which I think is hilarious. And by the way, I am always making the horizontal stripes making you look fatter jokes and people are never laughing, uh, <laughs> which is weird because I think they're hilarious. For example, Adam likes to talk about how the whole thing about like if a bear, if you come across a bear, you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible. That's how you get the bear to leave you alone. And yet, you know, like to, to a dude, he'll be like, I mean, what are you? Like, you're 178. Oh, you puff yourself up. What are you now, 185? And then I'll be like, plus 10 pounds if you're wearing horizontal stripes. <laughs> getting, it's crickets on that one. It's Thank you. It's because we used to be fat. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> Thank, I know. Maybe he just has thin – maybe it's just – People who've always been thin in the room, those fucking ectomorphs or <laughs> endomorphs or mesomorphs or whatever kind of morph makes you naturally run. Anyway, I don't do that with beds, but but if the bed is up against the wall and the comforter is not um, like uh, centered on the bed, that bothers me. Because there's a way that you can make the bed so that it looks like the comforter is all in the right place on the bed, but really it's not going down on the wall side, and that really bothers me. Anyone? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm delightful and easygoing now. Yeah. No, I meant to address her, just me or everyone, but we could address mine as well. Yours is easier to address because it's definitely just you. Well, you live in a tiny box, so I assume your bed must be up well, against the wall. It's well, not, not to it's shit not on not Dustin's the point, wall. but it's not just you. I do that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Gary. See, Gary and I are both are sort of OCD. Oh, there we go. Maybe Thanks. that just means we're really weird. I think it does. Oh, well. Do you make your bed every day? I do. It's I a, do, too. It's the only thing that I do every day. It's been, like, drilled into me. I can't, I can't not. I've tried to stop for a while, and eventually it just consumes my thoughts. Huh. Yeah. For me, it hasn't been drilled into my head. It's just that it's an easy thing I can do to make me feel like my room looks a little bit neater because I'm certainly not going to do anything else. That definitely is part of it, too. I, yeah. it's, it takes three seconds, and it looks ten times better. And you know what else? I need to complain about waterbeds for a minute. Does anyone have them anymore? I think they're illegal. Oh, okay. Because there was a time where there were a lot of waterbeds, and as a child, I thought they were really neat. And, but then as a person who has slept in one once or twice, they're not neat at all, and you get, it's hard to get out. And you get seasick. Yeah, I don't think I've ever we've ever had a reason to discuss this, but I had a waterbed from when I was like six until I went to college. <laughs> I'm so sorry. At, at uh, and it, it's totally bizarre to think about now because it, because yeah, no one has waterbeds right. anymore. I feel like that should be a far more significant fact in my life than it actually is. I Did don't, you, I don't now, think it affected me really in any way, but maybe it did. It, like we'll never know. Was it hard for you to get your land legs on a regular bed? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just you just went right from sea to land. Yeah, like an amphibian sleeper. But I do have a uh, 
a poor sense of balance. Maybe the waterbed contr- – I always thought it was just a genetic thing, but maybe it was the waterbed like screwing up my inner ear all this time. You know what you need if you have a poor sense of balance? Fuck you again, mom. <laughs> it's hey, <laughs> Even though I you. think I asked for the waterbed, which is how it came When about. you were sick? Yeah, how I did, probably you, how saw did this an ad. I don't know. I, 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 it's that time in your life where you don't have like complete memory. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not that you have complete memory of any time, but, um, but when there's only a few particular memories, and I have no clue where the waterbed thing. I just remember I had one, and they don't. Like, do they make like? Was it like a twin, like a small child? Do they yeah. make that? I thought waterbeds were only like huge. They yeah, did. they're Listen, only only sex party size. Yeah. yeah, remember how old I am? This was you know the seventies weren't weren't long dead when this happened. So. Oh. Wow. Now, but did you experience that thing I'm talking about where it's sort of difficult to get out because you get stuck like a turtle on its back? Yeah. But it just – I mean the waterbed shouldn't be that low. It means that you should um, – you need to like inflate it or right. whatever you do, put more water. I feel like I don't even remember all the sort of maintenance that you're supposed to do for it. Um, <laughs> Changing but, but the water? But it's – yeah, it should be um, – you shouldn't like sink uh, heavily in the waterbed. It's because Jane, it's because I was fat. <laughs> That's why my fat ass anchored me onto the <laughs> bottom of the waterbed. Uh, have you noticed that when you sign a lease, it's always like no water-bearing instruments, no um, – well, you didn't, you didn't sign a lease because you own a house because you are a young starlet, but no, like, I, no I live, waterbed. I live in a, like five apartments before I got this Oh, uh, OK. We have to sign that you don't have a waterbed, yeah. I think, because they could destroy a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. with all their water. But speaking of balance, whoever said – oh, you said you had a poor sense of balance. Um, that leads me right into this advertisement for a new sponsor, which um, I think you'll all enjoy, Flex Sport Watch. You know those rubber bracelets that people wear for balance that have the negative ion technology? Wouldn't it be cooler if it had a watch in it? I think so, because then when you looked at your wrist, you wouldn't just be like, oh – it's just that. You'd be able to say what time it is. And by the way, I'm. this is not really – I mean it's part of the ad, but this is not I think what they would like to drive home. But I would just like to drive home that I'm firmly in the watch camp and I'm noticing that you guys don't wear watches. Um, oh, Dustin, you do have a watch. I feel like too many people have gotten rid of their watches and I went, I went for a time just using my phone as a watch. However – it's just so much simpler if it's on your wrist and you don't have to get your phone out and then unlock the screen and whatnot. So oh, here's a cool watch that is also <laughs> something that helps you with strength, balance, and endurance. And it's only twelve ninety five, and it comes in four cool colors. Flex Sport Watch. Get yours from my website. Go to my website and click the link or go directly to FlexSportWatch.com. Accept no substitute. Flex Sport Watch. And if you want, get one. Any of the four colors or all of them. And then take a picture of yourself and then tweet it. And then I will look at that and give you a shout out. Okay. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> Who sex holds in a sneeze? Because she says, hold in sneeze until I'm alone so people won't hear me sneeze. I don't do that. I like to uh, make other people suffer through my sneezes. I know that Gary does. Yeah. But but you hold it till you're alone? No, I don't do that. But I definitely sneeze differently if I'm around somebody. I, I will... If, if you're going to sneeze, you're going to sneeze. There's no holding it in in my experience. I thought you said you hold your nose or something. No, that's – Fred yeah. Armisen? <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't me. <laughs> that I could kill you. I can like I silently know, right? sneeze though. Like I can inaudibly sneeze where if you're looking at me, you will see something very, very funny happen because <laughs> I'm trying to contain it and it's like <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, yeah. That yeah, was weird that's, and funny. That's what I do. 
So if I'm around people, I'll do that, trying not to be rude. But if I'm alone, I'll just, you know, let it, let fly. it fly. What about you guys? What's your sneeze habits? I am the world's loudest sneezer in the world and loudest burper in the world. Like, I, my, I'm such a fucking loud person. And sneezes, it, it, and I can't hold them back. And they're wet and just, uh, yeah. Yeah, the wetness I struggle with. I mean, obviously, I do the best I can in public, but I mean, a sneeze is kind of an involuntary thing. Separately about this, um, I'm going to uh, offer some dating advice, even though we've established I'm totally unqualified according to do that. According to your mom. According to my mom. And and I mean, probably just, you know. Uh, and re- most women. Yeah, reasonable wisdom um, would say that. Uh, but I'm going to say uh, that who sex is not a good person to date despite the sexy Twitter handle. Cause this sounds like, I mean, if you're holding your sneezes, uh, until you're alone so that you don't want to like disturb people that you're with. This sounds like one of these people who's like, you know, constantly like suppressing right. uh, things that, okay. you know, that they want to do to like make things more comfortable for you. Yeah. But then it just, it builds and builds. I think uh, I dated that guy. Yeah. Towards this, um, you know, resentment that they don't even like completely, aren't even completely aware of until right. it just sort of right. erupts. And, I've like, been holding in my sneezes <laughs> and my farts for three years. Right. Exactly. Do you know all that? And I've been tucking the, the, Comforter over onto the wall side. Just how you – you know I don't care about that. Right. When I'm holding in your fart. Do you do that, right? Like hold all day at farts? work, you hold in your farts. And yeah. by the end of the day, people are like, are you hungry? Because your stomach is like <laughs> – And you're like, no, I'm fine. Tell it. I'm fine. And then you get to your car and it's just like <laughs> fucking – just the end of an inspirational movie. And there's music and, oh my god, loud. Uh, that brings up two things. One, have you ever done this where you tried to pass off a stomach gurgle at as, oh, I must be hungry. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been called on it, though? Because <laughs> yeah. my boyfriend is usually like, <laughs> like someone's got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, it's the sexy thing where I'm hungry because I've been starving <laughs> myself. It's not bathroom. I don't do that. Is it sexy to be hungry, to have your stomach growling because you're hungry? Well, isn't that sexier than to have your stomach growling because <laughs> you need to go? <laughs> Fair point. Now, Fair point. the other thing is, and this is disgusting, but lately something <laughs> weird has been happening to me, which is where I feel like the farts are just sneaking out. Like I'm not hearing anything, but I am noticing something. <laughs> and it's when I'm alone. It hasn't happened in public, but I'll be sitting there. Maybe my defenses are down. I'm kind of relaxed. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, sneaking out like you would don't even, you have not even perceived that something snuck out? It's more like I didn't give permission for it to come out. I, d- I didn't sign off. I didn't say, hey, body, we're going to fart right now. I didn't sign off on it. It, it. Of its own volition, snuck out of my body and then headed towards my nose, and it made no sound. Wow! I think it's just super potent. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like a little a taste of what's to come. I, th- I think it's very worrisome that you feel you don't have uh, physical control over no. your your ability <laughs> to have this happen. Or not. I hadn't looked at it that way. That's not quite what I'm saying. No, but it's I've, also I've not that. not what I'm saying. Thank I, you. I had it a little bit, but I more have it um, with not even pee, but like <laughs> ra- <laughs> randomly. If I really have been holding in my farts all day and kind of holding in my poop all day, if I don't want to do it in public, right. this is really weird. I don't know if any other guys feel this, but like my dick starts to like secrete. Uh, well, I have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've, it's like this weird, like uncontrollable, like wetness, and it's not pee, and it's not the other, and it's very, very strange. Dustin, is it sweat? No, 
can't it's say like that some I've kind experienced of, that. Some kind of discharge? It hurts my a belly seeping. button. There's a seeping happening. Mm. Gary? No, me either. All right. I'll get that checked. Then. It's okay, though, because I admitted that sometimes I have trouble swallowing on this show, like when I think about it too hard, mm. or like I just choke on air. And everyone here made me feel like I'm a big weirdo, which I am. But then a lot of people wrote in and said they, too, have this problem. Yeah. So I think people will let you know that they, too, have dick seepage. You know, that one stuck with me like a lot. I've been taking pills a lot lately because I've been sick. And every time I do, I consider what it would be like for that to happen. And If I, you couldn't? Yeah, yeah. I can't get my mind around it. You should, well, you should be thankful. I am. I feel that you don't I feel have fortunate. that weirdness happening. I feel Okay. Uh, let's see. If I'm about to meet up with a friend, I end phone calls with them so we can tell all the stories live instead of over the phone. Um, yes, I do that, but it's less like a save it for when we're together kind of thing than a I don't want to be on the phone kind of thing. You guys? Totally agree with you. I haven't talked on the phone in like... <laughs> You're my hero. How do you avoid... Aren't there people who who will only communicate by phone with you? Ugh. I mean, who are uh, those people? And I mean, I just feel like you should get them out of your life sooner than later. So, well, oh. by not talking to them on the phone, it's sort of a, a very passive way of doing that. Actually, you're weeding them out. I always say, if they call, I ignore the call, and then I text them back and say, "Hey, sorry, in a meeting, reading this under the table. What's going on?" <laughs> oh, that's good. And they're like, "It's Sunday at midnight." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but um... besides that, you you like. You write and like and edit your own videos in your own home. What meetings are you in? Oh my! No, that's my favorite thing. All the YouTubers tweet like, "Hey guys, busy in a meeting." Like all these YouTubers have meetings, and I'm like, "What are we right in a meeting?" <laughs> I met with my mom yesterday. It was very important. <laughs> Couldn't take any calls. Right? Do you talk on the phone, Dustin? I mean, I will on occasion, mostly with my parents or people who are in New York. So right. there isn't really another means. What I don't like are the people <laughs> like such an asshole who call you and leave voicemails, mm. <laughs> um, but then don't follow it up with any sort of text or any anything to let you know what they called about. Because and this is my problem. <laughs> I, I recognize that I sound like a real asshole, and this is my. You know what? Hey, me, go fuck myself. Um, like the other day, Chris, who works here, called me, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, 562, who's 562? And then 562 left a voicemail, and then I completely, I was going to listen to it, but I totally forgot. And then I got to the venue, and then Chris was like, hey, did you get my voicemail? I'm like, oh, fuck. Because that's what happens. I completely forget to listen to the voicemails. So if there's information in a voicemail, that's not the best way to get it to me. But that's, I think, my problem. So you want them to do both, like, twice the work. Like, leave you voicemail and then text you what they said. Maybe just don't even leave me the voicemail. (laughs) If you called me and left me a voicemail and then sent me a text message as well, that would piss me off. (laughs) Because I'm what? I'm too retarded to check the voicemail? I am. I'm not. I know. And I I realized as I was saying that that I was feeding you calling you retarded. That's not. Have I done that with you? No. Because for don't, me, you don't call me. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> if I ever like to talk on the phone, right? If I ever did, though, sometimes I will follow. Yeah, no, this is interesting. Okay, like one time I sent Mike Lynch an email, and no, 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 I I called him and left a voicemail, and then I sent him an email where I kind of said what I said in the voicemail, and then he's like, "Oh, so sorry, I didn't have a chance to get back to you." And I was like, "Oh, you know, it, there was there was no need for the apology, but it was." My sending the email was just sort of 
why did why did I do that? I felt like it would just be easier than waiting for him to call back because I didn't want him to feel pressure to call back. I'm realizing that I'm really bad at communication. I feel like that's yeah. a little different. The, the The part that irked me about it before is that you're both are in the same place. It's a text message and a voicemail on your cell phone. Whereas the email is like a separate thing that right. doesn't – it doesn't feel like you're calling me stupid mm. somehow. Yeah, but see, I would I – would, I've never really called a person stupid. I'm just saying – Hey, don't go through all the trouble of listening to the voicemail. This is what I said. It's 40 seconds. What trouble? It takes I, me three hours to get to it. Yeah, I'm, if I I'm, ever do. I'm with you there. For some reason, I hate uh, checking voicemails now that there are yeah. texts. Um, but the weird thing is that it's never occurred to me the, um, uh, the incongruity between that and the fact that I still always leave voicemails for people. And I've noticed yeah. this thing happening too, which is that um, – Increase like two separate friends did this to me in the past week. I feel like um, where um, I call and leave a voicemail, and I get a text back from them, um, and it's always like, "Didn't listen to your voicemail, but hey, what's up? We should talk or something." Like that, you know, and it's like, it, I mean, it's friendly and and whatever, but it's basically like announcing like, "Yeah, I'm not going to listen to what yeah. you said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be polite and acknowledge that you called me." Um, and I mean, I would prefer to do that too. I think let's just if we all just agree to abolish the voicemail. Who who's upset by that? Voicemails are so awkward and horrible. It's really one of the worst inventions ever. I've never felt like after leaving a voicemail, I've never hung up and been like, nailed, nailed it. it. I did. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> that was a good one, Shane. Good. Do job. you ever get stuck in the like press four to listen, press five to re-record? You know, sometimes if you call someone who has. Um, that whole menu thing, you can erase what you just left or you can listen to it. I've done that a few times. Oh, really? No. Yeah, but then that could take the whole day. My whole thing is like <laughs> is like the uh, – I've, I've left the voicemail essentially in 10 seconds because what, what do you really need to say? Hey, it's me. Call me back. Um, but then it feels like I need to communicate more. So there's like there's like three <laughs> awkward sequence of of pregnant pause where I don't I can't think of what else I should yeah. be saying. Um, and then I followed that by by like an eh. and then and then some other just random thing that I say because I feel like it fills out the voicemail. <laughs> that seriously, like you could if you. If you took had a recording of every voicemail I've ever left, that's like the template that for like eighty percent of them <laughs> hate the voicemail. I end with um, "Okay, bye." Okay, bye. And also, I say what time I'm calling. Mm. That's something unnecessary. I think it's very polite. Not all voicemails like give you the time or whatever. Okay. I always end the voicemail in like a, a crazy accent because I think it's going to make me look fun and free spirited. And then I think about it, and then they call me later, and they're like, "Yo, I didn't understand what you said at the end of that. It sounded like you were speaking in some weird accent." I'm like, "Oh no!" Like what? I feel like we're gonna like I'll be like I'll be like, this. "Hey, um, yeah, just calling to let you know I'm going to be a little late for the podcast." Okay, see you later, boy. And then because I think it's like, oh, that's fun. It no. is. It's breezy. Nope. All right. Jess Loya says, I always feel awkward holding a broom. Um, I don't feel super comfortable holding one, but I don't know if I would say I feel awkward. Anyone? Do you sweep? What's a broom? No. <laughs> I no, used to dance with – did you do that? I, 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 I have a video of me like doing a whole dance with my vacuum. Yeah, the broom guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, that was a manlier way to go. I like did salsa and <laughs> <laughs> like waltz. But it was usually the mop and I usually tussle the hair and it was a whole thing. <laughs> okay. Does anyone have a mop anymore? Or is it all Swiffer Sweeper? I don't know. And have Swiffer one. Wet Jet? 
I don't think my family ever owned a mop growing up, really. They're kind of gross. They're fucking yeah. gross. And people They're ring really them out gross. in the sink, and there's, like, Blech. hair and... Blech. No. Okay, I'm Rare Lions, as I hate when someone places ripe bananas next to bread on a countertop. Then you eat the bread, it tastes like bananas. Um, I, that, I've never had that experience. First of all, that sounds delightful. I love uh, Yeah, it actually does sound good. So, no. Just right. you. Is Just the you. bread open? I'm so confused. I, I'm a little lost, too. Yeah. How's the, how's the bread soaking up the banana scent? It's like bread uh, aromatherapy. <laughs> it is. All right. We think that's just you. The Under <laughs> says, I think when I'm going away, I should leave a will or note in case I don't make it back alive. But I never do. Um, <laughs> well, where like where is day. the Under P going? Yeah. Uh, well, every now and then I think I should do those grown-up-y things. Like have a will i don't know if i specifically think of that one or like get some kind of insurance on something or but then i don't but i'm not really in a position where i need to do any of that i don't think like what am i going to will someone i don't think they're even talking about like i think they're lit are they talking about every time you leave the house i think they mean when they're going out of town oh yeah, I think that. But we've already established the most dangerous places uh, at home in your own bathtub. <laughs> yeah. So you should, you should have the wet. You should be doing a will before you take a bath. Right. You should make sure water- that thing's updated. Yeah, like, waterproof. You know, my my new situation. bath beads. I leave to you know. I leave to the cat. And... <laughs> right. I just got the funniest visual in my head of news mom like somberly coming to me with the soda stream and being like, Alex would have wanted you to have this." <laughs> it's true. All right. Um... Uh, I love to I love to type the start of a Google search and see what others search for. This photo is an example. Oh, and she sent a photo. She had written the word "is" and then Google had filled in all the rest. And this is Amy R. Christensen. Um, I like how it will. I like how Google will offer up the rest of the sentence. I don't spend a lot of time doing that, but I can relate to it. You guys, it's um, probably one one of my favorite pastimes. Just, just typing type in, in just a word or like a name, or even like. If I type in, not that I Google myself all the time, but if I type in Shane Dawson is, like, the top results are, like, dead, gay, an asshole, <laughs> horrible. Like, it's really funny. You could insert any name there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I've definitely gotten caught up and spent 15 minutes doing this before. I, it's not something I do frequently, and it's not... But one thing I will say is I love that service because it... It's really useful. It's kind of like the more useful <laughs> autocorrect. Yes, and it'll help you if you can't spell, which I can't. Or if you type in "why does my," and then all the people have searched like "why does my poop smell like?" Like it's all these <laughs> insane questions that people are really asking. Yeah, somebody revealed a digital Hollywood panel uh, that we were at that uh, you can you can drive that. So Eddie Ift has a podcast and his co-host drove them <laughs> so now if you put in eddie ift into google the first one that comes up is has aids wait how do you do it if you it, it's based on the number of people who do it so if you oh so if so, you search so it you over and over command the listeners to search you know adam carolla can read or something and, and it would <laughs> eventually well, wow I, yeah that was lame but no i liked it it was nice who huh. now i'm drunk with power <laughs> Let's talk about Super Love for a second. This is your single. 
Is this your first single that you musical single that you've released? Yeah. Well, I was doing a lot of like parody songs with all of my different characters, and then I thought, hey, you know what? I've never done an original, and I've never actually sold anything on iTunes before. Let's, and I've never made a real music video. Let's fuck it. Why not? So I, uh, I did. <laughs> And I was surprised when I first saw it, uh, the video, because and heard the song. It's really good, but it's earnest. It's not parody. Yeah, well, it started out as a joke song. And I still sang it as a character because I was nervous to try to go full out and actually try to sing it. Um, and then in the studio, I was with these producers who were really good. And I was like, you know what? The beat is really good. Fuck it. Let's try to make a real song. And then I thought the video can be funny, you know? Mm-hmm. The song can stand alone, hopefully. And and what is the song about? Uh, The song is about uh, wishing that you had superpowers to, you know, get things you wanted. And then in reality, you realize you didn't really need superpowers. And in the... be yourself. Oh, and in the video, it's like the wishing that you could be able to save people in school who need saving, right? Yeah. I mean, the vi- it's funny. It's like the song is a you know upbeat pop song, but the video starts with these two kids who are like and one abused. of them has bruises all over <laughs> their amazing. arms. It's like tackling it's the tough yeah. issues on YouTube. It's like this <laughs> it's a girl very who's special like, episode. Yeah, who's like, my daddy beats me, and then it cuts to a pop song. Um, but no, it's about a girl who keeps letting herself get abused, and, and my character is like, come on, I can save you. You, you should be with somebody better. And uh, he gets her in the end. It's so sweet. Oh. It really is very, very moving and very sincere. I mean, is that something that you feel like? Do you wish you could save people? Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I dealt with a lot of abuse as a kid, and so that was definitely something I wanted to tap into or talk about. Um, but also, a lot of these kids that watch me are dealing with bullies, or they're dealing with abuse, or they're dealing with feeling like they're not enough. So I thought, oh, what if I make a song about that and uh, have the guy win in the end and maybe give these kids some hope and they actually really liked it so i'm excited oh bullying is something i think about a lot and 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 a topic that i care about um and you know, adam has a view of bullying which is that i'm trying to think how to best sort of he feels like everyone in, in all facets of life there's always someone who's bullying someone mm-hmm. um and there's always a stronger person and a weaker person and that he I, – I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. But I think he feels that as a society we spend too much time like sort of wringing our hands over bullying. And I actually don't – I don't agree with that because I think that bullying is such a destructive force and it is so – like to me bullying is not just one person making fun of another. It's, it's people ganging up on someone. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean do you think it's a real issue? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, like, um, I would have to say I only had fortunately like isolated brushes, but I mean, it like it feels horrible, and you, like there's just no more helpless feeling. And yeah. I agree, it's it's never an individual thing. It's when it's when you feel that no one's in your corner that that like it's a powerful thing. The sad thing that is really that it's never going to go away because mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a cycle. It's like you know the the bully was either bullied by his parents or bullied by somebody else and then that person was bullied by somebody else so it's like you can't stop something that has so much you know roots right right it's such an innate kind of primitive thing i guess that sucks that does suck but i do think that people who do feel alone or feel helpless or isolated can find some solace online you know Mm -hmm. in your videos or in just finding something that mirrors their experience so 
we should all pat ourselves on the back. Okay. And, <laughs> and a way to do that would be to read uh, an iTunes comment of the week. Allison Rosen brings you the best iTunes comments of the week. All right. So this week for the iTunes comment of the week, it is from Girl Gone Rural, which I really like that name. Rural is kind of like horror in terms of hard things to say. But Gary pulled it off. And uh, it's a, the, the topic is, Allison, don't listen to all the negative exclamation points. Thank you. You do not sound at all, and that's in all caps, smug or ironic in quotes. Thank you. Your tone is always earnest and sincere. Thank and you. if anything, you are self-editing. I so value your honest and uninhibited approach to talking about your past relationships. That stuff can be hard to say out loud, much less to, lo- to total strangers. Though it is oftentimes easier to be vulnerable to the people who don't have access to you. I've really enjoyed the podcast so far and especially like the length. It's something I like about Adam's show as well. I've become dependent on my iPod to do anything, dishes, laundry, driving, etc. And it's annoying to have to select a new one every 20 minutes. I was going to tell you about a Just Me or Everyone that I also do, that I also do, but can't remember what it was. I'll get back to you. Don't rosinate on the negative reviews and have, you have an audience and we like you just the way you are. Is it just me or are you tempted to correct Adam's grammar? (laughs) Um, Thank you very much, Girl Gone Rural. And I know it sounds like I wrote that myself, but I did not. (laughs) I really feel understood by her. No, in fact, when you go to iTunes to leave your own comment, you can find this one. Thank you. That's right. (laughs) Yes, and please, there's five stars. Use them all. I know you might be thinking, and I'm going to hold one back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just just fucking... let go with yourself and your stars. Don't let the fifth star feel neglected or, That's right. or bullied by the yeah. other stars for not being Shane. selected as often. The, the way he read that out loud was like that kid in in like middle school who's like, I'm going to show all these motherfuckers what it's like. Like, I'm going to show them how you really read out loud. He had like so much like – he was like acting it out. And there was like expression. Well, I like that. Last time good. we did this show, I was very ill and I was – lackluster at best in the iTunes comment of the week department. I'm not going uh, to disagree with him. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to fall flat on my face twice. No, it's good. Slow clap. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I liked it, Gary. Uh, Shane, how do you feel about soliciting high ratings and stars and things like that? Because I kind of feel like a douche doing it, which is why I make Gary do it. No, you're not. This show is free. Like, you're not asking them for anything except for to listen and to leave you nice comments. Oh, thanks. They You're should. right. You're right. I'm also asking them to click through my Amazon banner on my website at AllisonRosen.com. <laughs> You're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, so why not help out the show by clicking through my site? Okay. Um, oh, wait. There was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Emails. Do we have emails? We do have emails. Okay. And if you would like to email the show, it's A-R-I-Y-M-B-F, that's Allison Rosen is your new best friend, at AdamCarolla.com. Okay. All right. This first one. Okay, I live in Minneapolis and have a bit of a train ride home to bang out this email. I'm listening to Pete's You Made It Weird right now, and I want to thank you for that. I heard him on your show and really dug it. Also, Gary, I love your quips. You just don't have a vag, so I'll direct this at Allison. In the Hungry Girl app, <laughs> in the Hungry Girl app, I really identified with you guys on the matter of one-night stands. Well, mainly the ladies. I just want to stand up for the guys that find themselves buried in feelings after the smallest amount of intimacy. I don't know what separates me from guys that can callously keep someone at arm's length, but I wanted you to know something. I went through another horrible breakup, and your show has helped me figure some things out. 
Thanks for what you do. I'd love to call in sometime to the show as well. Just know that you guys help people. So just continue to be nice, continue to ignore the haters, and keep talking about issues that really matter. And then it says, sent from the moon, kidding my iPhone. <laughs> Matt. Thank you, Matt. Um, so we were talking about one night. We've just sort of an ongoing discussion of one night stands on the show. And my general take is that uh, I think they're a bad idea, especially for women, because no matter what, you you are going to end up emotionally involved. And I don't think I know any women where that doesn't happen. And if it does, then congratulations. You've made yourself dead inside. I know one woman who <laughs> she is – She's not a friend or anything. She's a friend of a friend. And uh, she is a total opposite. That's all she wants to do. She actually had sex right after she had an abortion, and she had sex in a sink. In a sink? I don't know why I brought that up. It just sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, she said because it was easy cleanup, like the killing yourself thing. Oh, my gosh. Oof. She should try the bathtub unless she's a very <laughs> petite woman. So she just wants to have casual sex and she doesn't get emotionally involved. Yeah. I mean, she said that sounds like she's working through some kind of, or of not working through, she's working from an area of intense Rape or dysfunction. Something. Yeah. yeah. See, that's sad. And, and what are, what, how do men react to her? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're all like crackheads. So I'm sure they don't yeah. care. <laughs> okay. Well, that proves my point. <laughs> one night stands are great if you're super messed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dustin, what's your, oh, well, so anyway, so this guy's writing in though and saying, cause I guess what I usually say is that I do think that men for the most part are able to pull it off though, which is a shame though. Cause then who are they having sex with? They're having sex with people who can't pull it off. But this guy's saying that, no, he gets emotionally attached. So, so there's I, that. Yeah. I think there are guys that are like that. I mean, and I think, you know, it's not like, uh, Men are not ever emotionally attached when they're having sex. I'm sure that's not the direction the conversation went. But um, yeah, I think. No, it is. I, we hate men on this show. That's oh, kind of cool. what it's yeah, about. That's yeah. awesome. Um, the, uh, but yeah, I think most men um, can compartmentalize on occasion, um, whereas with women, it is not how they're wired. I think if you're the kind of guy, though, who does get emotionally invested after you hook up with someone, then you're, that would potentially make it easier because then you don't find yourself in the situation that our Gary has found himself in, which is having a woman yell at him, even though he made it clear that it was just, uh, just physical. And she apparently knew that, but then she was upset and it was like, but how could you sleep with me and not have feelings for me? Yeah. Pre-qualifying it doesn't, uh, doesn't prevent that stuff. That I have learned. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if a girl touches my hand, I'm emotionally invested. If a girl, like, doesn't think I'm gay, I'm emotionally invested. <laughs> really? Yeah, because everybody sees my videos, so they just assume I'm gay. So if a girl's like, like, oh, and they don't think I'm gay, then it's like instantly I'm like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I used to be like that, actually. I used to feel like all someone has to do is just pay attention to me and I will like them. Yep. Made me super discerning. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, our, see, I was a late bloomer. Where were you guys in the blooming? I mean, I don't even bloom. Like, what do you? <laughs> I just mean, I like, I did everything very late. I, you know, I got into relationships late. I, I had experienced physical intimacy late. I, all of that stuff. So I think that at the point where 
you know, like if you spent your high school years dating and getting some of those lessons under your belt, then by the time you're in your early 20s, you might start to think about what are the qualities that you're looking for in like a real relationship Mm -hmm. and all those things. Whereas I was learning about all of that maybe like five or six years behind everyone else. So I was making really, really poor decisions into my, you know, in my 20s. Yeah. My first, yeah, like, my 30s, rela- actually. Yeah. Same with me. My first relationship was, like, two years ago. That was 21 or something. Like, I had never been with anybody. I mean, I was, like, not that being fat means you can't have a relationship, but, you know. It's a pretty good buffer. <laughs> it's a pretty good, I find, I found. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Topic Sombrero. We have a song. This is a trap dog song. It's the topic, topic sombrero. We asked for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic, topic sombrero. Now pick a topic and let's begin. It's the topic sombrero. <laughs> Just face. <laughs> now, normally we pull a topic out of the sombrero, but someone emailed in a topic, which I think we should do. Do you think some men are really intimidated by educated, strong women, or is that just an excuse we tell ourselves when men aren't into us? I have a ton of single girlfriends who are crazy good catches, but no one is biting, and it is very mysterious to me. They have advanced degrees, great careers, interesting hobbies, and are no more wacky than your average Jane. What gives? Care to tackle that one, you guys? Sure, why not? <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on that mine. I, 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 I don't think. Put yourself on it. <laughs> Gary's nodding enthusiastically because all the men are like, I don't want to comment on that. Um, I don't think that men have a problem at all with uh, educated, strong women. But I do think that men have a problem with educated, strong women who feel the need to throw their education and strength, et cetera, uh, you know, at you constantly um, and assert, you know, and assert it. Um, it's if you're educated and strong, that stuff will all come through and be appreciated. And, you know, um, but like you don't always have to lead with that. I mean, the truth is that there there are, you know, um, there is a certain, you know, like there are ladylike qualities that broadly speaking most most men uh, enjoy. And I mean uh, a woman that's more sort of, uh, you know, like forward and aggressive, like um, I would say the average man isn't going for that. I mean there's – but I think that probably the same portion of women who have that in their personality, there's the same portion of men who, who like are more passive and enjoy that. So mm-hmm. I think in the end it probably works out. But – but if you're one of those types of women, then you know you're probably most of the men that you meet you end up frustrated by because they're looking for like a softer, more sort of traditional personality. And you know, so I mean, it sucks if if you know you're not that way because you don't want to say like be someone different than who you are. But 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 it's probably true that it's harder. Or but it's just... not it's not related to. I just want to emphasize not related to like strength or education. Um, like, you know, like we, we want you to be dumb and, you know, um, uh, and skinny and that's it. Um, it's just, it, it's more sort of like how you present yourself. Um, it, it, when you mean lead with education and strength, are you talking specific, are you talking about like a ball busting kind of woman or just a woman who like in the first conversation with her, it's clear that it's her, um, 
you know, uh, goal in every single comment to show you how goddamn smart she is. And like, I don't think that necessarily that's the most winning quality in men either, but I think men can get away with that a lot more easily than a woman can. What if she's showing you how clever she is? (laughs) (laughs) Clever and funny. Weird intensity in my voice. (laughs) Back away from the microphone. I just think there's like, Here's the thing, like, okay, uh, this girl, I'm sure her friends are great catches, but this girl doesn't know what her friends are like on a date. Right. Like, I'm sure if she saw how her friends were on a date, they're probably really annoying. <laughs> I know I'm really annoying on a date. I'm, I'm horrible. I'm the worst. Like, any girl would know that. So, you know, you never know. They're probably annoying. Yeah. No, I agree. And I've talked about that on this show before. Um I I basically I did not know how to date at all. I grew up in a time where it's like, oh, women can ask men out. If you like someone, you should ask them out. And so I I didn't know what I was doing and the idea of there's sort of a role that a man takes and of the role that the woman takes in terms of uh dating was very like anathema and kind of insulting to me at the beginning. Well, I remember I read that book The Rules and I was horrified um because I realized I had what if this is true and I've been doing it all wrong? And I think that book is kind of evil. Um, <laughs> but I do think there is something to letting yourself be pursued. And that's kind of like that he's just not that into you and all that stuff too. It's like you can you can really tell your – you can be not – you're not getting the signs from him that he likes you. But you can really convince yourself he still does and that is just a waste of time. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of goes back to when um, – uh, back in the times when you were resonating about relationships oh, a yeah. lot. And, and I Shane s- might not know this. Rosinating is my friend's term for when I overthink something. I think <laughs> the hell out of something and just circle and circle. Yes. And I said, um, you just like need to be able to flirt. And you were like, what is that? Oh, yeah, I still feel that way. When, when people – like I, I went on an audition once and the guy's like, that was great. <laughs> Could you do it a little more sexy this time? And so then like cut to you know after I do it again, he's like, okay – you just lowered your voice. <laughs> Could you do a little more sexy? And so then that started this whole like, I don't know what that means. That's I really awesome. don't. I feel like that should be an SNL skit of, of like, <laughs> uh, the one who doesn't. It's just like, like trying all these, you know, weird voices to be sexy. Download but some apps on your phone. <laughs> it was about phone apps. <laughs> the but, audition. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, but coming back to this woman's friend, you know, I mean, to be to flirt for a woman is like implies, you know, you're going to be a little like coy and pixie-ish and whatever. And like for some women, if that's like doesn't come natural to them, that may feel sort of annoying or that they're, you know, sort of violating who they are. Um, or whatever, but I, awkward. But I mean, realistically, like that's—I mean—that's what flirtation is for for most guys. And so, if these, you know, if this woman's friends are like out on a on a date, like Shane's saying, and they're like, "I don't need to flirt. I'm I'm smart and I'm powerful. You yeah. flirt with me, goddammit. it!" You know? <laughs> and it's like I, that's probably not going to work out very well. Well, I think flirt flirting. What is it? It's attention without intention, right? I've heard that. I heard that from someone maybe it was Susie Orman not really um Suze Suze or Susie I don't know but yeah and I remember actually when I was having my whole like I don't know how to flirt thing uh you said it's what you do on your Ustream show think about the way you pay attention to the viewers like you're still holding something back but you're being friendly um and so then I just stopped dating entirely (laughs) (laughs) not really or you only date mediated by a microphone exactly. or a camera or something safe. That's right. Gary, do you have anything to add? Uh, I liked what Dustin said. 
I feel this is very this is a dangerous area. <laughs> See, yeah. no one no one else wants to jump on the mine. Okay. I, I Who, like, are you worrying about pissing me off because you're not no. going to? Are you kidding me? We're we're long since past that. <laughs> um no, I think what Dustin said was very right, and I think that I think that along the lines of what they were saying, just to say it in a different way, is uh, there's a difference between being smart, which, frankly, I, you, we wouldn't be on the date if I didn't think you were a certain level of smart. And then there's, I have to show you the competitive exactly how smart I am and what degrees I have, and they will come up in the first five minutes of conversation, no matter how I have to shoehorn them in there. And fuck that. Just, <laughs> no, thank you. If you if you feel that you need to display your your credentials to me in the first five minutes of our first date, you got some priorities that are a little off. Because I'm not doing that either. Right. But then what do you talk about? See, this I don't understand dates. Don't you talk about, like, the weather? I don't know what to talk about either, but there's... I just feel like I'm remembering instances in my mind where the conversation is headed in one direction that's, you know, pop culture or music or movies or whatever... And then somebody made like a hard left turn around like, well, I got my best when I got my master's in 2008. And it's just like, <laughs> wait a second. What? No, that doesn't fit here. I think that person had Asperger's. And yeah, <laughs> I think well, that, I know you're joking, but I do think that is kind of what we're discussing, which is Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, Asperger's. <laughs> no, someone who's not really reading the situation correctly and not relating to the other person and is instead just sort of showboating. Maybe she was writing from a special uh, high school <laughs> where everyone has Asperger's. That's when we've really gotten to the bottom of the situation. <laughs> My friends are all smart. They can they can <laughs> recite the entire Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Why can't they get dates? I hope we haven't offended the Asperger community. They, they can't. That's their thing, right? They, no, they don't get, get offended, offended, do they? No, they have no emotion or something, right? Okay. I don't well, that's know. convenient then. <laughs> All right. I feel like maybe we've helped her. Maybe we haven't. If we haven't, she could let us know in nicely. And if we have, also let us know. Um, but and yeah. Keep sending in your topic sombrero submissions. Yes, please do. And just to punctuate that with something not helpful, dating. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I am actually in a relationship and I'm happy right now, but my memories of dating are that, man, what a mind field and a mind fuck. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no one's disagreeing with you. I know. I've only been on two dates. Well, my, I had a date and then that turned into a, a year long relationship. And then I had another date after that. And then that, it's been like a five month relationship. Like I've never had like the dating experience. Are you in a relationship now? Mm-hmm. The, the five month date one? Yeah. And and how did that first date go? It was it was good, but I didn't even, we didn't even know it was a date, you know. Well, she said she did. I didn't. Is this is she a, a fellow personality? Yeah, um, she has a YouTube channel. She's been in some of my videos. Her name is Lisa, and I don't know. I just thought that she was just my friend, and then when she made the move, I'm like, really? It was huh. literally thirty minutes of me going, "Are you sure? Really? <laughs> like like honestly?" So. Well, this is another thing we talk about on the show a lot, whether people know that other people like them or not. Because some people are, say that it's the whole thing of like, if you like someone, should you tell them? And I always feel like by the time you tell them, they probably already knew. But then everyone's like, no, some people are very clueless. But this all happened very fast for you, it sounds like. I mean, I have known her for like two years. And oh, okay. I didn't know. 
There you go. Well, regardless of whether they know or don't know, you should never tell. Let's just oh, let's just clear up this discussion right right here once and for all. I have to say, a lot of people disagree never. with you. Uh, well, I'm happy to talk to those people. <laughs> it, it, you should just make the move. There, oh, there's oh, oh no, I see. I see. Okay. There's no good from verbalizing it. Zero. Are you talking about saying like I I'm going to kiss you now? Well, you definitely shouldn't do that. I think we can all agree. <laughs> um, but even just like, hey, I really, you know, it's like. You express that physically. I mean, if you're talking about like attraction and you mm-hmm. know and dating and whatever, I that's unless you used to be fat, <laughs> whereas then you constantly are waiting for rejection. Yeah, so and looking for it even looking for it. You need reassurance anything. that it's not there. Yeah, but that's something you're doing for you. That's not for the other person. Like the other person isn't like you know doesn't like that you're giving them sort of like the soft yeah the soft pitch. Uh, like, but sometimes people who used to be fat are narcissists, <laughs> and it's it's insecurity. Yeah, yeah it's not, hor- it's I mean, horrible. Not, I'm not saying I'm it's saying, easy. I'm, I'm just saying that that's always yeah. what you should do. And I'm just saying that sometimes insecurity can become so pronounced that it actually makes you self-absorbed. Yeah. Oh my god! Like when fat people—not to keep bringing up fat people—but when fat <laughs> people are constantly being like, like when you're like, "God, it's a big world, isn't it?" And they'll be like, "It's big when I'm in it because I'm big." <laughs> like those people yeah. to me are just like waiting for you to be like, "No, you're not. Yeah, you're fine." Like that annoys me. Yeah, yeah. One time, my boyfriend and I um, got into an elevator in Las Vegas. Like one time, we went away, and. I got into the elevator and I'm sure he could tell instantly like my it was a whole mirrored elevator and my face changed and I said are these mirrors accurate because I'm always second guessing mirrors because you know some mirrors like if I look thin then I'm like oh it's a distorted mirror if I look mm. super fat then I'm like it's then I do that thing with my hand where I I put it horizontal and then I put it vertical to see yeah. if my hand is distorted to see if the mirror is distorted so anyway I just started like kind of flipping out with like wordlessly and then he said to me please don't do this right now and the weird thing is that instead of getting huffy or upset by that, which I think I would have in the past, especially if it had been someone in my family, um, instead it actually just instantly snapped me out. Mm. Sort of like Caesar Milan giving a dog a correction. It's like my, he just went like – or sprayed me with water and I just kind of snapped out of it because I realized it was unfair to him for me to – waste our time going down that spiral. But sometimes mirrors are distorted. Yes! Target. This is, I'm making a a rumor, but Target has distorted mirrors and all their sizes. Like their small is huge because they want you to buy more shit. They want you to feel good. (laughs) That's all, that's the only place I shop at. And the mirrors are great. Like they're really slimming and they're all like, you know, really vertical. So everything looks skinnier. Yeah. I've got to go there. Wouldn't that be, like, wouldn't that be hard for the, that would have to be calibrated for a certain height. Like what if you weren't the height for like the slimmingness that they're doing? It would just look like your shoulders were tight. everyone there, a lot of people there are like 5'4", 190. No, I mean, if they're doing that, they would have had to have done it for like the average whatever that is but it would be weird if you're not the average and you're like you're like why are my hips so tiny (laughs) (laughs) am i not getting enough calcium (laughs) those people don't shop at target (laughs) true all right so shane dawson um do you want to plug anything or tell people where they can go find you um well or tell people about things that are coming up yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is just Shane Dawson TV, and that's videos every Saturday. And then I do daily videos on my Shane channel. It's just youtube.com slash Shane. Okay, and it, at Twitter, you're at Shane Dawson, and they can get Super Love, the wonderful song we were talking about, on iTunes. On iTunes now. Okay, and um, go to alisonrosen.com for just all 
stuff about this podcast and about me. And UCB show May 24th with uh, guests Garfunkel and Oates. And there's a Facebook page for me and a Facebook page for the show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can write to the show. It's occurring to me that there's, I'm, I'm like regurgitating so much and yet probably no one is really listening to this part. Um, so I'm going to make it more impassioned. A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. And please leave iTunes comments and give them five stars if you think the show deserves it. And even if you don't, what what's the harm? Um, and thank you, Trap Dog, for the music. And thank you, Kazilla, for the logo. And thank you, Gary, for the production. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, for the hosting. Oh, sh- <laughs> I love this new weird thank you thing we're doing. It's like the antidote to, hey, go fuck yourself. My stomach just growled and I'm not hungry. Okay. I've been holding in this fart for so <laughs> Let it out? No, I won't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, like what on a scale of zero to ten, what are we talking my car, about? If it's, my car is going to be bumping on the way home. <laughs> all right let's wrap this thing up and dustin anything you want to say no you can tweet at dustin goot to be totally disappointed <laughs> by the lack of response all right bye you guys i love you bye